Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Welcome, everyone. We are the Geek Patrol, and our microphones don't have a stun setting. Today, we're joining you from Alan Gilbreth's backyard, where he is taking advantage of the cold weather by recreating the ice cave of Hoth, where he is hanging a side of beef in a very Luke Skywalker-esque fashion. I mean, you dressed oh, yeah. him up and everything. So, yeah, well, yeah. You know, it's got to look good. <laughs> where did the clothes come from? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know where the uh, suit came well, from. We'll leave that as it was a donation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're always adapting to your environment. It, you know, what? what is a uh, Qui-Gon Jinn? Uh, always mind your surroundings. So, Wait, that wasn't Qui-Gon Jinn. That was uh, Raz Al Ghul. Same guy, though. Hey, both in, um, uh, same Raz actor. Al Ghul also involves, like, the same level of ice. Yeah. 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 All right. It's a theme. It's a theme this week. Well, it's you better get cold. it cooked before next week because it's thawing out. Oh, yeah. Anyway, welcome to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And uh, Al- uh, Brandon is iced in, we could Bless say. His heart. I don't know where you're listening. You know, I know we have listeners um, in other parts of the country, not just in mm. Memphis. But I, I would world, have to Joe. imagine. All around the world. Anybody listening anywhere in America understands this, you know, the... It's cold. Ooh. I mean, we're getting we're we're not getting it nearly as bad as the, our friends up north. So I mean, but it's been a cold week. I'm kind of I've had my fill of winter, and I'm looking forward to, to the thaw next week. So, but Brandon is uh, it's just not practical for him to get here. The roads no. are not good. They no, there, there's out. some there's some sketchy spots still. So so we're here, but um, we've got a few things that are pretty interesting. Later in the show, we're probably going to take a peek at some of the uh, you know we're we're into 2024, and there's some movies coming out that are actually, uh, despite mm-hmm. Hollywood's best efforts, have gotten us excited about. You know, uh, <laughs> we're 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 going to probably impact that. Um, we have a story that I think is very interesting about a 13-year-old that defeated Tetris per se. This is this is more in your wheelhouse, Alan. Mm. I don't pretend to understand, you know, algorithms or any of this other stuff. So, but uh, Max, before we do anything, you had somebody that you wanted to uh, salute, right? A very happy birthday recently <gasps> to an Anna Eisenhart who celebrates her 107th birthday. She's an ex NASA engineer was born January 5th, 1917. Okay. So was she part of that operation? Was was she one of those ladies that helped us get to... Uh, no, that was the mathematicians that, right. that helped get, get she everybody to the moon. She is an EE on the first five space shuttles. What does EE stand for? Uh, electron, uh, she's an electrical engineer. Okay, so she's yeah. she was up there. She is a reason we made it. We made space shuttles. And... Um, she actually had her her brush with greatness in the fact that she was the feisty the the feisty person who kind of smacked Reagan's hands for reaching for something during one of the shuttle missions. So, oh, explain that because that was funny, right? He visited NASA. He was doing he vis- the thing and all that, and he reached over to kind of mess with something, and she's the one that was kind of like. Take the president's hand off the button before he before he launches us. Yeah, into, before yeah. before he puts something out into the bay, or contaminates my equipment. Yes. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's funny though. She was so she nobody uh, was above the rules there. That, so. it, she don't she touch. was also visited by Queen Elizabeth. That's neat. So she she was right there 
In the, she in, was in the thick of it. Yes. Oh, okay. And I wanted to give kind of a brief, a so, sort of a funny bio about her. She was born on a farm in the Poconos Mountains in Pennsylvania, and she didn't live with the same modern conveniences. All they made their dresses out of flour sacks, and all the food came from their farm. And they said, however, that one of the they had one of the best outhouses in the area because their <laughs> mother like wallpapered the outhouse. <laughs> Wall. I wonder if they insulated it. They said it made it warmer. Yeah, this is like 1920, man. Um, And not only is she 107, but of every news outlet that's covered her birthday has made a big point of stating that um, a couple of days before her birthday, she was hanging out at one of the local uh, bar and grills, cutting a rug to live music. So there you go. That's the key to she's she, her key to her longevity is she says she's got a great attitude. You know, plus if you're a, an electronical engineer, your brain, you know, that's the thing, keeping your brain active and thinking, you know, your brain is a muscle just like anything else, so you got to um you got to exercise it. You know what I you know what I'm observing though? How many times have we seen astronauts or we've seen you know anybody involved with nasa and they start out as farmers Mm -hmm. i have to believe a lot of that comes from the fact that when you're out in the country like that boy you talk about some good stargazing there there and i feel like that's what sparks a lot of interest i know it i know know. it isn't like i'm a nasa but philo farnsworth is another great example inventor of the television right a lot and not only that but they know how to work with their hands as well like and not only that, but she was also around the time where it was the advent of electricity. She's like, wait a second. When I was five years old, I remember these strange-looking poles coming up around our neighborhoods. And her dad was one owned a Model T Ford while her mom used a horse and buggy. So it's like she's at that perfect crossroads of old meets new, that ruggedness meets the modern ingenuity. Yeah, there's got to be something there. So she's physically active. She, yeah. I mean— Exercise the brain, you know, I don't know. Mentally on it. And, um, well, here's the other thing. When you come from that kind of background, you also, failure is not an option. Oh, yeah. You're the only one that's going to get this done. You you know, if you want to eat this winter, you better get those seeds in the ground this spring. You better get, you know, there's so much that has to be done no matter how you feel that day. And that really did carry into our entire space program is the fact that nobody's done it before, but buckle up. We're about to do it now. You know, and and that's a good quote. Failure is not an option is almost like one of the animating forces of, you know, it's like this has to get done. And if if we have a uh, uh, if we have the James Webb telescope or if we have a space shuttle out there, it's. We have to make it's it work. It's got to happen. And you know. we got to come up with a way to make it work. So that's that's pretty cool. There's so. no just saying oops. So she's a great of uh, a great spokesperson for, my gosh, you think of everything that woman has seen in 107 years. She's not slowing down. And I don't know what the record is, the modern day record for the oldest person in the world. It seems like uh, in Japan, there's a lot of elderly, you know, that they have good longevity out there. But uh She's on her way to beating the record, don't you think, man? I, I hope so. Um, uh, the Jean Louise Clement, um, uh, she died at the ripe old age of 122 days and um, uh, years and 164 days old. 122. I mean, yep. okay, well, there you go. So, well, happy birthday, uh, Anna Eisenhart, and uh, we wish you many more. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Pay no attention to the men in the hazmat suits. The Geek Patrol is back. 
Yeah, I mean that's just they they need to make their monthly check. And uh, <laughs> Alan, I noticed stuck the suitcase under the desk. Max, I don't know what he's got in there, but uh, anyway, welcome no back idea. to yeah, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Alan Gilbreth and our pal Max over there behind the glass. Brandon Olmstead has been uh, prevented from making it to the studios today because of the uh, <laughs> terrible. I mean, it, well, we're getting bad weather, yeah, and our frozen. infrastructure here in Memphis is not cut out for the. I mean, mm-hmm. I have yet to see a sand truck or a whatever. I mean, the roads mm. are just bad. I, I will. I will confess. I uh, Thursday I saw both a sand truck and a snowplow. Oh, okay. Well, so good. I was very, very impressed, but. Memphis is a really big city. Yeah. Even though, you know, our population, we're not as big as like Indianapolis or something. But our footprint yeah, is spread out. And there's a lot there's a lot of Memphis and Shelby County to get to. But, you know, we shut down basically when this weather happens. And the truth is this hap- this happens once every year or once every couple of years. Yeah, so big yeah, deal. It's, it's not really worth investing millions of dollars in this stuff. Just let it melt. Yeah, but, we sure complain about it that week. We need it. So <laughs> this story I don't fully understand. Yeah, We're okay. going to get Alan's expertise. But apparently everybody's talking about this 13-year-old Willis Gibson. And I know they're not I'm a super old and everything, but yeah. I still think it merits. And now... Oh. A legend in geekdom. Uh, is he a legend? Okay, I guess <laughs> well, he is. Well, he is so now. They're calling this the kid that uh, beat beat Tetris, uh, the right. game. I don't really know what that means. I thought mm-hmm. Tetris just, just keeps going and going okay, and going well, or something. Right. And- Tetris is a puzzle video game. It is one of the first big runaway hit video games of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was created back in 1985 by Alexei uh, Patanova. Patanov. And that whole story is epic. Uh, that, on there's its own. a movie about it, and there's right. intrigue and all that kind of stuff. He was a uh, software engineer, and the thing is, back in those days, it was just kind of playing a game. So nobody, he, there's not an end to it. It just kind of keeps going. Yeah, I thought it doesn't end. I thought it just so you know a lot of our games now are missions. And mission criticals and boss fights. And at the end of it, you actually can beat the game. Or at least complete the game, right? You complete all the missions. Okay. So even in your big big role-playing games, your big avatar games, they're always coming out with a new edition or something like that to keep you going. Well, Tetris is just kind of... There's a little there's a little software engine in it that creates the little shapes and drops them. And yeah. it just keeps going. So what is that what do they mean that he defeated it? Well, I mean- there there are a number of screens in it and everybody has known about quote unquote the kill screen. Hmm. If you play this game long enough, eventually it will it'll glitch and crash the game. And the thing people have done is just, you know, count the high scores. How how high a score can you get before you crash this? What, so what do you mean crash? So so it's not designed to just keep going. It actually will just give up or I, I don't get what it well, means crash. The, the software is very old and it wasn't perfect. Oh. So eventually you can fo- you can force the software to have a glitch and stop. 
So that's beating it. Now, how many hours or days or whatever would you have to play to do this? Or is it different every time? Like, another, I guess I'm just trying to figure, is this an achievement? Did Was the kid playing for an hour and he just happened to beat the game? Or did, did he, you know, was this a marathon of? Well, he reached know. a level nobody else has ever reached before. He hit level 157. Ah, okay. And uh, the makers, the current holders of Tetris of basically has said his feet defied all preconceived limits of this legendary game. Okay. I got a question. So with video games that I'd watch my kids play, you could save the thing of where you're at. Is this, is Tetris different? Does it basically you start it and you, whatever level you get to is where you get it. And then when you play it again, you start back at level one. Or is it, it was. Now, I haven't played Tetris in, in decades, so I don't exactly know how what its iteration is exactly today. I mean, there are different games these days where it's like if you die once, you have to start all the way from the beginning. Like, I believe there's a game called Doom and there's a setting called Ultra Nightmare Mode where it's like if you die, <laughs> you're done. You got to go back to the beginning. Okay. So we're not totally informed on this story. Okay. Well, well the, I mean, <clears throat> are we? Well, when Tetris themselves comes out, and says, okay, Blue Scooty, which is his gamer name uh, <laughs> on, this, on this network. That's pretty good. Comes out and says, congratulations, you've beat us. Okay, well, then that is uh, an you know, So when Tetris themselves has come out and said, yeah. no one has ever managed to get to a kill screen at level 157. And that is pretty much... Much further than we thought anybody else was ever going to get with how the logic of the game is designed. Well, okay. my question is, is, does it also matter the medium that you're playing it on? Because if you're playing it on an app on your phone, is it going to have different a different algorithm or different software? Or Which makes it even more intriguing if you're using an old algorithm and software on even a modern technology. Hmm. That's true, but you also get into the fatigue of the actual mechanism you're using. That's fair. So if you're playing on the phone, I think that's going to wear on the human side of the technology far more than it is the game logic. Um, I think this young man was sitting comfortably at a console, not unlike yourself at this moment. And I think he had beverages and his feet up and he just totally dominated this Tetris level from level to level to level until he actually reached the limit of what the game generator can can handle. And I'm wondering, does that make Tetris want to redefine how the game is oriented, or does it make or does it want to keep it for nostalgia purposes? Because it kind of rep represents a Gordian knot. Uh, I, you're dead there. I think I, Tetris really hasn't been changed in decades, and I don't see them changing it. But I now see people now have a goal. Yeah. Can you get to this level? So yeah, we're probably going to see a little surge in Tetris play over the next few months. Okay. Oh, well, congratulations, Willis Gibson. I hope, uh, you know, I hope he gets a trophy or something. You're listening to uh, Geek Tank Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Worse than beaming down into a Sarlacc pit. The Geek Patrol is back. Especially at feeding time. <laughs> And welcome back. Can, uh, now, talk about crossing the streams, beaming down and uh, Sarlaccs. Okay. I guess they 
that is distance. a that is just a cruel uh, a cruel practical joke. The two universes <laughs> coming together. And welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. <clears throat> I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends uh, Alan Gilbreth and our pal Max over there behind the glass. And uh, Brandon will be with us next week, I'm sure. But the uh, icy road conditions, I think, have prevented him from uh, making it over to the studio. So we we had to get going. Um, we, uh, if you're just tuning in, we've talked that we've we've uh, wished uh, Anna Eisenhart a happy 107th birthday. She's a, a NASA engineer. We were talking about the 13-year-old uh, kid that beat Tetris, but now we're going to um, kind of take a look at some of the movies coming up in 2024, and this is a good time, too, so uh, let's timestamp this. Today is uh, today is uh, January 21st, and um, we're going to, uh, <laughs> I don't know if we're predicting, but we're just looking at some movies that we hope, you know, mm. that we think might be worth checking out, and I guess later we'll, we'll see. I just want to go off the reservation one second, Alan, because there is a Hulu series. I hope this counts. I mean, Hulu mm. or Netflix. Yeah. There's a Hulu series coming. Um, season two of The Old Man is supposed to be coming out uh, this year, and that is one of the best miniseries I've ever seen. It's a, it's a Jeff Bridges and um, John Lithgow and some other people. It's really good. It is outstanding. Max, you watched that, right? Oh, yeah. It's all about, like, espionage and intrigue, like, Everyone has, like, such great dialogue in that story. And, like, the intentional lack of chemistry potentially between certain characters and stuff. It's, I don't know, It John Lithgow is awesome. They're, it's great. So we're really hopeful for season two. So I hope I'm not disappointed, but that's one that I'm watching for. But let's kind of uh, work our way around the, the, the table. Alan, what are you most looking forward to in 2024? Of I'm looking forward to a twisted... Uh, adventure comedy by the folks that produce Kingsman. Okay. Have you ever seen the Kingsman? No, movies? you guys keep telling me I got to see that. I, so. it's, it's I watched your, about twenty minutes and it didn't do much for me. But, it, you got to catch it just right. Okay. Uh, it, you basically they are spoofs of the espionage and adventure drama. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they're they're spoofs. They're a lot of fun. Well, Matthew Vaughn has a new one coming out called Argyle. Is that the one where uh, Henry Cavill's dancing with that lady? Okay. Dua Lipa's in it, Henry Cavill, Sam Rockwell, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. It's got a great cast. Samuel L. Jackson's running around in this thing. And basically what happens is a novelist, that's Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, is writing these cute little stories, but her stories, her espionage novels, are very bizarrely mirroring exactly what this underground organization has been doing right so she winds up of course you know like how do you know this and it, exactly uh, where are you getting your information exactly. and who's leaking you this stuff and so. if it and from what i've seen of the trailers it looks like it's going to be paced a lot like any of the kingsman movies and i've enjoyed them uh so i'm really kind of looking forward to seeing i don't know john cena henry cavill and everybody having a you know crazy time in a in an overwrought movie okay hey max i think i can guess what movie you're most excited about coming out dune 2 yeah mm-hmm. yeah so we've March all seen 1st. the trailers i assume and, and what's interesting is that i actually learned that villanueva is going to be made this is going to be a three movies in total it, the first two Wait, movies no, hear okay. me out here okay dune is a series um, consists of a series of several books that can span over a legacy of time 
And Dune is the first book, and he divided it into two, kind of like how the last Harry Potter book was divided into two. And then in the second book is going to be adapted into a single movie for part three, which is called Dune Messiah, which follows the consequences of the first book. Uh, I thought this we were just getting too. I'm so you know I thought they were going to break the mold and not do a trilogy, but I guess. But they the just thing can't is, it's, a, themselves. it's an unconventional trilogy because of the fact that the fact that you know Frank Herbert's tales span a long period of time. It yeah. doesn't span just during Paul Atreides' time. Oh, no, only it's a few a thousand of them, years. Yeah, yeah. Only a few of them actually span the Paul Atreides era. The rest of it follows the Atreides family's legacy. Well, I thought Dune One was. I mean, everybody thought it was. It, that was, was a massive hit, and it's stunning, interesting. Yeah. And if they just keep the keep it going, um, it, it should be outstanding. I, I, the trailer looks great. I mean, all the all the previews I've seen for that. So, all right. Well, uh, shifting over to my side, I really am looking forward to the Fall Guy. Mm-hmm. That movie with Ryan Gosling, and um, it's based on Lee Majors' old TV show, The Fall Guy. Like, a, he's a stuntman. It looks really over the top. Um, Emily Blunt is like the director. Uh, it looks fun. You said that's a Guy Ritchie film. Who, who, wait, who's who's making this? Uh, David uh, David Leach is doing that one. Okay, he's the one that did Atomic the bullet, Blonde, Bullet Train. He yeah. over stylized violence, and uh, I don't know if the violence is going to be <clears throat> as big in this one, but just action. He he's oh, let's say over stylized action. It looks really fun, and you know. Ryan Gosling's a likable person. It seems like he's one of those where everybody really likes him, and same with Emily Blunt, and it just looks fun. It looks like it's going to be a fun movie, to quote Alan, a fun popcorn movie. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, expect any great social revelations out of, you know, uh, the his the the back uh, the back legacy of this is what is John Wick, Atomic Blonde, Deadpool, Deadpool Two. Uh, Leach used to be a stuntman. Uh, wait. so I'm really curious to see what he's personally going to be able to know pull this that. off. Yeah. Maybe that explains why he's so good at Ex- creating these actions. Yeah. So I'm so. really kind of curious about this because the, the idea is of course the, uh, the stunt man is kind of down on his luck and he goes and picks up bounties on the side to make ends meet. <laughs> uh, like all people do. Well, yeah. For you know, that's, side income. So. There you go. Uh, so I'm kind of curious. I mean, it's got. I mean, it's got good people. It's got a good package around it. So, and it's not a superhero movie. Yeah, so I hate to say it. None of us are. Fun. None of us are because there are superhero movies coming out. It's funny how we did, that didn't go to the top of our list here. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to Kung Fu Panda Four, but that's just because it's Kung Fu Panda. And we already talked about Jack Black last week on how. Yeah, he's just likable. But the entire cast is back: Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen, Lucy Liu, Dustin Hoffman, everybody. Okay. So they're all back for it. So this, you know, when I look at Kung Fu Panda Four, I look at it and go, just don't screw it up. Okay. All right. Well, there's more too. There's a lot more on the slate for 2024, and we're going to take a look at those when we come back here on Geek Tank Radio. You are listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. If growing orcs in the backyard was easy, everyone would do it. The Geek hmm. Patrol is back. Yeah, the wrong fertilizer, and you've got a deadly combination. So you got to keep that nitrogen just right. Exactly. (laughs) 
And welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon, no, not Brandon, Alan Gilbreth and our pal Max over there behind the glass. And in spirit, we have uh, Brandon Olmstead, mm-hmm. but he's not here physically because of the uh, icy road conditions prevented him from making it over. I think he's just working on his orc backyard. He might be. He might just, uh, yeah, finding <laughs> excuses. They fomented insurrection. Eh? Exactly. Uh, before the break, we were kind of taking a, a look forward at some of the movies and, uh, th- you know, TV shows, I guess, coming out. Mostly, you know, we're looking at movies mostly uh, coming out in 2024 and kind of giving our hopes, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we're predicting a lot because I gave up that. I used to say, oh, this is going to be a massive hit or everybody's <laughs> going to. I don't do that anymore. But we're talking about some projects that uh, we, you know, we're looking forward to coming out in 2024. You know, it's funny. Dune, uh, the second uh, Dune is coming out, and it's it's one of those. I don't know how you guys feel about it. It's awesome. I love Dune. It was fascinating to watch, but it doesn't make me feel much. Like I don't necessarily feel like I connect with a lot of the characters. I kind of just think it's a big spectacle. It's well made. It's well acted and everything, but I don't feel much at the end of it. Well, and it's because I wonder how you guys feel about that. Well, it's because I thought Dune is more since more meant to explore ideas than it is people. And so the people are kind of left kind of at, you know, like they're kind of left by the wayside at the expense of the plot. That's what I wonder. Yeah. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's got an interesting quality that it's so fascinating, but, and, and I don't know if I'm just alone in this, but I don't feel that. But the reason I mention that is because there's another movie coming out and it's fascinating. Well, the, the premise of this and, uh, these have been around for a long time is fascinating, but they're really depressing in my opinion. And the uh, kingdom of the planet of the apes is coming out. Mm-hmm. The planet mm-hmm. of the apes storyline <clears throat> is interesting, but boy, it's a really, <laughs> things don't go well for humanity. Uh, no, no, we're, we're not, um, we're not doing so hot in that particular franchise. But are you going to, are you, how do you feel about this? Cause I mean, we remember back in the seventies when the, when the, the movies came out and, uh, uh they were interesting then, but they were still depressing. You know, I'll watch a little bit of it on TV. Am I, am I looking forward to leaping into the theater? No. Okay. All um, right. Um, what do we got now? We got Craven the Hunter. That one's coming up. Now that looks fun. That, that's uh, based on you know it's another, but it's a Sony project. It's, and Sony, it's a Sony Marvel and a Spider-Man. Is and and you know we got Lady Web and Craven. So I'm already kind of going. Oh, uh, Beetlejuice two is wait coming wait wait up. hold on don't glance over those. Craven the Hunter looks fun, but it is going to be it's going to be that over stylized violence. Yep. The one thing though I have a question about Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's just a cool actor. He's another he one of those that people just seem to like. And he's, can he outweigh whatever goofiness or whatever we, you know, because if you look at the comics, Craven, for one thing, Craven the Hunter's costume is ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. He's stupid. But now, of course, he's not going to be wearing that outfit. But can he balance the, maybe the ridiculous, and, and also Russell Crowe is going to be in this, and I'm sure uh, yeah. he's going to carry a lot. But uh. I don't think he's going to be in this as much as you think. I think he's going to be a um, pivotal, short-lived character, and then we're going to get on with the story. Because they couldn't afford to book him the whole movie. But, well, plus it's, you know, it, it, Well, past. it's not the story of, you know, Craven's dad. It's the story of Craven. So okay. I, I think it's going to hit in there. I think uh, Lady Webb is going to be kind of fun. I, I'm just looking at these and I'm going. I'm not. I'm not sure these are 
big jumps to the big screen right now, but I'm wishing Sony all their best. Um, yeah. I am, however, looking at Tim Burton uh, taking another shot at Beetlejuice, and he got Michael Keaton back, he got Winona Ryder back, and he got Jenny Ortega. So, and Jenny's hot. Jenny Ortega's, you She's know, in everything now. She's she's, a, she's the perfect little goth girl. Um, so, I don't even remember the, I mean, I think I watched Beetlejuice once or something. That's, uh, but, uh, um, Winona Ryder was a teenager when the yeah, first one yeah, came out, yeah. right? So, yeah. I'm guessing this, or Jenny Ortega must be your daughter or some kind she'll of. Take, she'll be playing that role. Um, okay. Well, your Joker, uh, Foleadu, is going to be out late in the year, somewhere Wait, around I, October. I thought that was 2025. Mm -mm, no, oh, well, I would have led with that one. It's being moved to October 4th. I just saw that. So, what do you think? I still don't know how I feel because the uh, the first Joker movie was really interesting. And every time I watch it, I pick up something else. I still don't even think you could call this a Joker. I I, I don't know. It, it, it was thought-provoking. And I'm like, why would you make a sequel and why would you make it a musical but on this on the flip side every time the joker did something in the first movie he started dancing and so yeah. whatever and and he was hearing music in his head so if they carry along that premise it might be interesting and of course everybody loves lady gaga i don't know what she might be like she's you know, as Harley man, Quinn. she's pr she's proven that she's got the chops to be on screen so i don't know joe quinn won Oscar for best actor for this, so yeah, he deserved it too. I, I mean, if Joaquin, nothing else, I'm expecting, and I'm going to put it this way: I'm expecting a very captivating and interesting performance. Well, this one, I'm not I, so sure if it's going to be a great movie. I'm going to the theater for that. That, like I said, I mean, that first movie, I, I never, I was there opening night for the first one, and I, it. Now you talk about another a movie that affects you uh, emotionally and whatever, and you almost feel kind of kind of dirty after you watch it. You're like, Ugh, this was some grisly was, violence yeah, and it's kind of rough, man. But but really outstanding. So all right, I think that one is going to be. You said that's coming out later in the in the. Uh, they have currently got it booked for October. Okay, so early October, like they're trying to. I guess they're trying to get it in for as a. Halloween movie, I guess. Hmm. It's okay. kind of an unusual release time. Yeah. You know, you would expect this to be a November release or uh, something like that. But no, we actually got an October, early October release date on that. Okay. And uh, the, to close, we had Inside Out 2 coming out, which mm -hmm. for my money, the first Inside Out movie was a legitimate masterpiece. I love that movie. So I'm always hesitant when you have something that mm. great followed with a sequel i don't know i guess it's uh, well you know in that same line despicable me four is coming out in july so that'll be their summer release okay uh, you know it's well, minions minions are cute okay well we'll keep an eye on it and we'll be reporting in as these things come out but uh guys we're out of time so until next week we are the geek patrol and i am joe thorderson i'm maximilian and i'm alan gilberth reminding you that no matter how frozen the tundra is and your tauntauns are outside whining just keep a nice warm heart.